0: This is Bless You Boys Podcast 91, recorded Friday, November 1st, 2013. Kurt Uncensored. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. This is the Bless You Boys Podcast for the editorial staff of BlessYouBoys.com. Get together to kick around in this week, about three weeks' worth of Detroit Tigers baseball. Uh, we'll go into what why we've been off the air, so to speak, uh, shortly, but let's get the introductions out of the way. I am your host and uh, I guess like like I say, um, podcast Wrangler, Al Beaton. You know me's me, big Al around the site. I'm co-managing editor of Bless You Boys. As uh, we have the usual gang back with us to talk about a lot of things, including some news that broke just as we got ready to record the podcast. We we're uh, doing this on Friday afternoon. Uh, first off, we have uh, the man you know as Hook Slide, who uh, apparently likes board gate based baseball games. How are you doing? I'm doing just great. Uh, is it
1: is it time for spring training yet?
0: Uh but how many days is it, Kurt? Oh. <laughs> I thought you were the one that was posting on Facebook uh, so many days till spring training. Okay, let's see.
2: The World Series was 151 days, and it must be 149. <laughs>
0: yeah. and, for the, and for that matter, everybody, that is uh, the uh, co-managing editor of Bless you Boys, a columnist for the Detroit News, and he also does numerous things for the mothership SB Nation, and that is Kurt Menching. Uh, how are things in the UP, Kurt? Warm. I, I don't
2: I actually to most of you it's cold, but I thought it was warm.
0: Well, what is uh cold to us warm to you? What are we, what well, exactly are we talking about here?
2: Oh, it's 51 yesterday. Oh, yeah. It's 41 today. So it's, it's less warm, but still acceptable. Yeah,
0: uh, which means courage probably running around in a, in a white beater and shorts since it's so warm in the UP, so. Uh,
2: actually, it's a V-neck. But <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, Same yeah. difference.
2: <laughs> actually.
0: All right. So um uh, first off, a little bit about the podcast. If you want to contact us, the usual places are uh, bybpodcast at gmail.com, bybtigers at gmail.com. That is the catch-all for everything Bless You Boys related. We're also on the Twitters at Bless You Boys, and we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash bybtigers. All right, I guess I should explain why the podcast uh, had to take a short hiatus, considering all that was going on, as the last time we talked, I think uh, the Tigers were just uh, just starting the ALCS. Well, uh, I had some personal issues in my life. I actually, ended up taking about uh, two weeks off, yeah, a little over a week, two weeks off from the site. As I'll just put it this way, I can relate to Prince Fielder. Let's just put it that way. So I was without internet for over a week, uh, and in the middle of a move. And uh, by the time everything got settled in, and I was actually able to get back online, the Tigers were out of things. The season was over. But uh, uh it took me a while to get back up to speed. It was a rough uh, month, to say the very least. Uh, it has not been very pleasant. But uh thanks for the support of the guys and, well, I should say the gang at Bless You Boys. Uh, things managed to run smoothly without my help, thank goodness. But uh, I'm back. Things are relatively back to normal. But uh, I just wanted to apologize for, well, uh, not being able to talk about all that's going on. From retirements to losses to waiver moves, well there's all kinds of crap to talk about. But one more thing before I get to uh, talking to Hook Slide, and Kurt, and that is there's some, going to be some changes in how you get the podcast. I am going to go strictly with Blog Talk Radio at this point because it's kind of silly for me to pay for hosting out of my own pocket when SB Nation has set up uh, accounts, uh, free accounts with, uh, with Blog Talk Radio. So I'll put all the appropriate links and RSS and download links in the, uh, in the show notes where it'll be easy to find and point you in the right direction in iTunes. So just look on the show notes to figure out what exactly you need to do. Because If you're following uh, the podcast via RSS when it comes to downloads, you're going to have to change that. So I will set up the appropriate links. Alright, with that out of the way, uh, let's start talking baseball. And we were just going to talk about everything that happened since we last talked, but uh we gotta talk about the breaking news that went down in the last hour or so since about the two o'clock hour. And there's been uh looks like there's gonna be a huge bullpen overhaul with the Tigers. Uh they declined the option of Jose Veras, so he has become a free agent. He gave him a hundred and fifty thousand dollar buyout, declining uh, his contract option of three point two five million dollars. They also, uh, put, uh, released, uh, put on waivers, Darren Downs. He was also, uh, he's now been picked up by the, uh, Houston Astros of all teams. So Downs is no longer a Tiger. And for that matter, also Matt Tuyassofo, to no one's surprise, considering his awful second half, he is now a Arizona Diamondback because he was picked up off of waivers as well. But guys, the real story is the bullpen because this looks like a huge Bullpen rebuild is underway, especially now that uh, uh, the free agency ne- uh, nearing uh, about three four days away, and Joaquin Benoit is a free agent as well. So, Kurt, I don't know about you, but I was stunned by the Ferris news.
2: I believe the the word on Twitter is surprise. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think everyone was surprised by the Ferris news because you know three point two million might sound like uh, you know. One heck of a fun party for the three of us, but yeah. you know, to the Tigers, to the Tigers for a back end reliever, it's not a whole lot of money to pay. Uh, you know, for a guy who looked like he could be the guy, you know, the team setup man, he looked like you know, three point two would be an acceptable figure for them to yeah. pay, and and, and I, so I, you know, we all thought, everyone thought. That the Tigers the, the would exercise the option to that and have you know a, a, a veteran presence there in the, in the back end of their bullpen and everything would be fine and they could you know build in other directions, but they, mm-hmm. they you know they declined it. So uh, you know there's two things here. One is what you know what what exactly is the plan here? Tony Paul brought up a great thing on Twitter. You know. Right, new colleague Tony Paul. He, he he said, "Hey, maybe maybe they declined it, and they'll try to sign him at a lower figure.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It, it's happened before. So that is, you know, that does this doesn't mean Varys is gone for for good. Tony Tony brings up a good point. He they just might be trying to. They might say he, you know, he's not going to get three point two million on the open market. Let's let's see if we can get him for less. So that that's one thing. Yeah, and then the other the, the other thing that just crosses the mind is." Uh, you know, our, our, our colleague, the question was, uh, Jordan brought this up. He, he says that was a high price to pay for 2.5 months of Jose Vera. So, yes. You know, trading, uh, Dan Reeves, uh, you know, one, one day in the corner out theater is the future for this guy. Then the Tigers two and a half months into it decide they they don't, they don't want him. Cause you know, the figure, the idea was, yeah, they're giving up, uh, you know, uh, a guy who a lot of people respect is a corner outfield, but they're going to get a year and a half out of this reliever who was a closer in Houston. So it seems like that might be fine. But now, now that they might not have varus it seems like they, they paid, you know, possibly a, a pretty steep price. So, in, oh, oh, no, you know, like, like we've all said, this is just you know, shocking, shocking news tonight.
0: Uh, Hookslide, what's your take on Veris? Uh, uh, I think he wasn't as good as people thought he was going to be, or at least hoped he was going to be, but he really would have been a serviceable, very serviceable bullpen piece in 2014.
1: Well, maybe Dave Dombrowski is just extremely drunk right now and somebody <laughs> misread a signature or something.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't mean
1: Jose Veras. That's not what I was writing down. I meant something <laughs> else. You're right. You're right. All these points are really, you know. It doesn't paint a a picture that makes a whole lot of sense right now. This has sort of become like an M.C. Escher painting. You kind of look at it going, we paid an awful lot for this guy. Didn't get a whole lot of use out of him. He wasn't that bad uh, unless, you know, you really, really hold that Shane Victorino grand slam against him. (laughs) Um, But that's probably not enough to get you kicked off the team. And, you know, so – and the other, you know, issue there too is the question, you know, of why – if you don't want the guy on the team, but you, you know, why not at least try to trade him off then and get something in return for it, rather than just to buy out the option and, and, and move on? It, it does not make a lot of sense. So, very curious
0: here how this is going to turn out. Yeah, it, 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 that's a good explanation. As any, maybe Varus's uh, paperwork was underneath Downs, and <laughs> I,
1: <don't>, I know. <laughs> but he uh, spilled some scotch on the yeah. paperwork and smudged. <laughs> you know that happens.
0: Yeah. Uh, as for Downs, uh, Hook Slide, uh uh, that seems to be another uh, pitcher that I think at, le- at the very least could have been uh, a serviceable piece. It seems kind of – I don't know if the if the Tigers have decided they had – well, I'll put it this way. Left-handers seem to be at a premium. I'm surprised the Tigers left the left-hander walk, considering the way things are looking. They don't have any for next year.
1: That's a very, very good point. It seems like they would be one of holding on – you know, hold on to some of these lefties if you can. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel like – I mean, I, I haven't – didn't get to see enough of Darren Downs to make any kind of assessment to say, no, he would have been a right. good option or no, you know, not, not worth hanging on to. But yeah, it, why, you yeah, know, it's going to be really interesting to see how they address that.
3: Yeah.
0: It, that, but,
1: that lefty problem. You, I mm-hmm. mean, at this point, you got to be thinking if they're going to let Veras go, if, if that's truly what they're doing, who is safe yeah. in that bullpen right now?
0: Uh, well, there's not much of the bullpen left considering Benoit's a free agent. Uh, uh, very, it could be, uh, do smiley in the rotation depending on if there's some trades made, and that pretty much leaves Al Albuquerque Kirk, Luke and, oh, and Bruce Rondone. <laughs> Obviously, there's hope for Rondon that could maybe step up, but he's coming off, uh, he didn't participate in the postseason because of his arm injury. Uh, Kurt, uh, Darren Downs, uh, I know this isn't quite as big as the deal, but as we were saying, uh, the Tigers really don't have a lot of left-handers to pick from at this point. It seems a little, uh, a little preemptive to, uh, get rid of one when you don't have any, when you got very few to begin with.
2: Phil Koch's brain is very happy right now. <laughs> but seriously, uh, I, I left hand, you know, uh, we like to say that, that both hands are fungible. And, yeah, uh, yes we do. I, and I think left handers are even more so than, than, than right handers. So, uh, you know, I, I think, hey, the, the, you know, Darren Donald didn't exactly. You know, he, he wasn't. You know, what what was his name? Jamie Walker. You, you know, he 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 wasn't that guy in the back end, of the left hander in the back of the pen that you can't live without. So I, you know, it. it he was a nice story. I, I think you know. He, I think we can all agree it's a nice story. And mm-hmm. and it was good to see that you made it to the major leagues after the injury earlier in his career. But I, I don't think it's a real big deal that they don't have them next year you know i, I think they can find another left-hander that probably won't cost any more than he did
0: yeah and well at the very least all this shows that it might be uh, this might be the start of a far more interesting off-season than we originally anticipated between uh, uh looking for a manager now it looks like entirely rebuilding the bullpen so uh, uh you know i have a feeling you know i normally it's the podcast we kind of record sporadically in the off season, just when news breaks. Well, it looks like there might be a lot of news coming up, especially with free agency uh, starting next week, and the Tigers are suddenly having lots of holes. Uh, and as for Matt Tuias-Sopo, uh no surprise there is their hook slide and that uh, they pretty much got what they could out of him, and now it's time for him to look for greener pastures.
1: And apparently he has, and yeah. I'm a little surprised that the Diamondbacks picked him up. Um, a team like the Diamondbacks, you know, that you might think would be a potential contender, you know, contender going into next season. Um, I'm not sure what use they have for Matt Yasso. So if I hate to rag on the guy because yeah. he gave a pretty good first half, yeah. you know, there, there was a really, but not obviously the second half was just, just awful. And, uh, I'm not, not really sure what that's all about either. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
2: It's, uh, just, just remember Quentin Berry is receiving a World Series ring next year. Uh,
0: yeah, and that that pretty much says it all about uh, uh, these kind of bench players. You never know where they're going to turn up or how they might be uh, uh, used. And yeah, and Barry barely played for the uh, Red Sox this year. I think the most playing time he got was in the postseason. So he,
2: he couldn't even cut it in the Royals minor league. Exactly. And he's getting a World Series ring. So.
0: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And uh, it just it just to go off on a slight tangent there, this is one of those guys that I heard on during my hiatus from the internet and I was stuck getting all my information from sports talk radio and, and a TV with an antenna. Um, Quentin Barry is still a favorite of two, uh, far too many people in this area. But, I mean, I heard some saying, boy, they should have had him in left field. Tigers might have made the World Series. Uh, enough said. <laughs> all right, let's start going back, uh, start backtracking a little bit since we last talked. Well, lots of shit happened. Um, season came to an end. Jim Leland retired. Miguel Cabrera had surgery. Prince Fielder is hated. Uh, the Red Sox won the World Series and the managerial search continues. So, uh, I guess let's go back. At least, uh, I'll, we'll talk a little bit about the ALCS. Uh, just get, you know, just, uh, much as we would like to forget about it. Uh, hook slide. What happened? Who's to blame? And is there any solace to be taken from the Tigers losing to the eventual world champs? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <had a> <laughs> I'm, it, it's
1: been what two and a half weeks or whatever it's been I don't know. I've been in a drunken stupor ever since. I'm just sleeping all the time. you know I'm eating junk food and, and you want me to revisit this. Let's just rip the scabs right <laughs> off. Um, I can't I can't believe they lost. Yeah. I really can't and i, I thought that uh, you know we're gonna when uh, Jim Leland stepped down you know a couple days later, had that press conference, I thought he nailed it on the head, even he said I felt like we wouldn't get away. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's some solace, I guess, in that the Sox did go on to, you know, win the World Series. Uh, but that's like 5%, you know, that, that amount of solace right there.
0: Yeah, I, I really don't care about that one way or the other, to be honest with you. I'm with you there. It's like, whatever, you know. But That, uh, whole, that
1: whole World Series seemed that way. I, honestly, this, it's been a long time since I failed to watch even one inning of a World Series game. You didn't game, watch any I, of the World Series? I did not. Wow. No, no, I didn't. I've got books to read, you know, yeah, and as you mentioned, junk food to eat, so a lot of junk food
0: to eat, yeah and I'm, I'm guessing Halloween candy as well, so today uh, I do yeah <laughs> all, <laughs> uh Kurt um what uh Jim Leland always would say the tigers win when we pitch well, hit the ball in the gaps, and hit the ball over the fence, uh in the end, they pitched well, but not well enough when it came to the bullpen, and they didn't hit enough unfortunately. And that pretty much uh for the second straight postseason seems to be the Tigers epitaph.
2: yeah, and and this this postseason more so than last postseason, you know, uh I, I said all along they they had the starting pitching to go far, but who could count on the relief pitching which we knew could be an issue. Who could count on the relief pitching being such an issue mm. as to blow, uh, a, a, you know, a, a, five, or a, four, a four run lead with a grand slam? I mean, yeah. who could, who could count on three, uh, pitcher after pitcher, you know, Jose Veras and, uh, Albuquerque and, 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 what? Who was the lefty? You know, uh, Smiley. Smiley and, mm-hmm. and, and Joaquin Benoit, four relief pitchers four face runners, four runs in an inning given up. And and the Tigers go from I mean, being almost a locked go to the World Series to having the momentum to swing away so hard in the other direction that they never recovered from it. Uh, you know who who could who could picture that four guys would not do their job and the team would pay for it. But obviously it's not just those guys. Obviously like you said, Miguel Cabrera's injury meant that the offense was, you know, not screwed because there should be other guys who stepped up, mm-hmm. but there but were But what would happen in these one-run games if Miguel Cabrera had been the guy we had April, May, June, July, and August, not the guy from September? Is it feasible that the, the league's best batter could have driven in, you know, a run and, and made a difference? Of course it's feasible. So, if the bullpen doesn't blow it in game two, if Miguel Cabrera is healthy, maybe today we're talking about the World Series and then planning a parade. But it, that's not the way it works, you know. The healthy team wins, the team that pitches, the team that gets the bounce, whatever, it's baseball. We say there's a reason, you know, it's the thing. We, 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 we say anything can happen in the postseason. It doesn't necessarily pick the best team. And yet, if your team is winning, you insist that the postseason did, in fact, pick the best team. So, you know, props to the Red Sox. They were a very good team. Uh, their star players did what they had to, when they had to. They Mm -hmm. deserve, they deserve the World Series. But you, you have to look back and this is a huge disappointment. And, Two or three pitches, and it could have been completely different.
0: Yeah, that pretty much wraps it up right there. Just uh, a couple of pi- uh, yeah, a handful of pitches, and this uh, series could go a completely different direction. And unfortunately, it didn't. And um, I'm just uh, be honest with you. I'm just kind of glad I was away from the site during all this. I would have hate to have seen. Um, I I just hate to think about what I would have written. I'm probably sure it would have been stuff I would be regretting to this day if I had. But uh, uh, it was. Uh, a very unfortunate way to uh, end the season, to say the very least. It was, uh, uh, an unfortunately, uh, who seems to be taking the brunt of it is Prince Fielder. Uh, And some, as as I said earlier, being stuck on getting my news in very limited ways, uh, one being Sports Talk Radio. Well, listening to Sports Talk Radio, uh, you would have thought Prince Fielder was the sole reason the Tigers didn't make the World Series. Uh, not, no, taking the bullpen out of the equation and, uh, the other, not getting, uh, hitting from other parts of the lineup. This is all Prince Fielder's fault if you listen to sports talk radio callers. And he did have an awful postseason. He hit only 182, slugged only 227, a miserable 507 OPS with no RBI. Uh, and he really has become the whipping boy of the fan base, guys, uh, and they really seem to have lasered in on him focusing this team's failure to make the World Series completely on him and very much also his huge, huge contract. Uh, hook side, I know Fielder was had a bad offseason. It was kind of encapsulated in that ridiculous play at third base. Uh, but uh, there's plenty of blame to go around. And I think a lot of this is just comes from Prince Fielder. Uh, doesn't express himself very well. And he said a few things after uh, the season ended uh, that did not endear himself to the fan base, which I think enraged him even more.
1: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. I, I happen to swing more on that, you know, pendulum towards mm-hmm. the, I'm I'm not too thrilled with Prince Fielder right now. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't just, I think it's a mistake to, to single out one issue and say, well, it's because he performed bad, badly in the, in the post Um, yeah, that's part of it, but then again, you got to say everybody did, you know, and and uh, not just on the Tigers' team, but all the teams involved in the postseason were were hitting poorly. Mm-hmm. And so that sort of happens, you know that that's that's okay. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of the Tigers' had problems uh, with, you know, Austin Jackson wasn't hitting very well oh, and, and uh, Tory Hunter, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but then it just you start kind of like going over and over this and saying, yeah, but you can't compare Prince Fielder to Austin Jackson. They're not the same uh player. Um they're not we don't have the same expectations of them. And Prince Fielder's issues in the postseason, of course, as was pointed out over and over again, extended back to two thousand twelve, that you know, the last RBI he had was in game one of last year's ALCS. Yeah. Hasn't driven in a run since then. But for me it was more than just the the um plate performance. It was all the other little stuff that happened to me to where he, he uh, missed that throw from Iglesias. It was a bad throw, yeah, but he needed to scoop that, you know, at first base. Instead, so yep. it goes flying into the dugout, and now we have a runner at second. We eventually scores the, the game-winning run. Uh, he, he bobbled the, the, the foul pop, yep. you know, over on that side, and so it's fan interference. No, not really. He should have had that. You know, you can see it in the pictures and the still frames and everything. And, you know, so there's that on top of, as you brought up, that that – sum it all up picture of him belly flopping on a ridiculous play where I mean you talk about a rally killer I was Mm -hmm. was so furious just with that one play because I I honestly think he could have now we don't need to get into details but he should have scored he didn't and then he really botched it by making an ass out of himself flopping over, over the field so you get all this just kind of mounting and mounting and going, yeah, he is the superstar. He is getting paid the big bucks to be the big production player. Um, and I even uh, sidetracked and say, you know, I put that quote on Twitter a couple of days ago from mm-hmm. Jim Leland back in uh, 92 when he was managing the, the Pirates. He said about Barry Bonds, Bonds had a crappy offseason or a postseason mm-hmm. rather that Fine. year. And Leland's comment was everybody had a bad postseason at the plate, but Bonds as the star, and you expect bigger things. Yeah. You, know, you know, you can apply that to to what we're saying about Prince Fielder as well. So all of that rolled up becomes this big, you know, angsty ball of irritation. And then to have him on top of that say, Hey, "It's over, bro," <laughs> you know, yeah. moving on. It's like, okay, fine, then move on and keep moving on. Yeah, a little little ir- irritated about that whole thing still.
0: Yeah, Kurt. it's all about the kids. In case you didn't know it, it's about the kids, man. As Prince Fielder said. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he deserves quite a bit of blame, but I think the oh my God, we got to trade him. He sucks. He's awful. It, it seems very reminiscent, Kurt, of the same overreaction to Justin Verlander in the first half of the year in his struggles.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, these guys, as you know, like like Hope said, these guys are going to be uh, carrying. Bigger lightning rods because they're expected to do mm-hmm. more because they're being paid more. You know that. So a, a guy like Verlander, who just cast in, is expected to to be the eighth pitcher, the best in the league. And anything less, people are going to look at it and saying, "Well, he got his. Now he don't care." Yeah. Well, you know the same with Prince Fielder. Prince Fielder was a, a power hitting slugger in Milwaukee, and you, you know he wouldn't. Always have the highest average, or he wouldn't be Miguel Cabrera, but you expect he's going to hit a bunch of home runs just like his dad. And he's coming to Detroit. He has not been that player. And some people are going to say, look, he cashed in. He don't care. Add this cloak to him. You know, mm-hmm. ALCS, is over. For instance, look, man, uh, it's over. It, you know, I, I've got kids. It's over. I, I, I can't, I can't dwell on it. And people go, just keep firm with my thoughts. He doesn't care. He got paid. What does he care? Uh, so it, it it all worked into the, the preconceived notions that fans had uh, about players getting paid. So I, I think that what's big I mean, and, you know, I tried to work this out uh, on the blog, and I, I, I thought, I hope I, I had a very good post on it, where, I, you know, I, I basically basically said here is that you have to see both sides here. You have to. I can completely see why the fans would be mad at Prince. Two post seasons in a row, he mm-hmm. disappears. He 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 he's not the slogan that we thought he was. He's not protecting, you know, Cabrera like people thought he might. I can see why people are mad. And then he comes out with these quotes that make you think he doesn't care about whether he won or lost. I can see why the fans are mad. You got to see it from to point view. First off, this is a guy whose interviews a among the most awful on the team, you hear, you know, uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's good. It's cool. Yeah. You know, it, he, he's just not very quotable at all. I don't think he likes talking to the press much. And, uh, sorry, I got distracted by the papers there. Hmm. Uh, I'll give a pause and then continue. I, I don't think he likes talking to the press much. And then after the game, you know, his team just lost. You know he cares. You, Anyone who thinks he truly doesn't care, I, 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 who gets that far in life without caring? So mm. I I think he cares. And, you know, the press talks to him, you know, how, how do you feel about this? And, and the guy who's just going through a divorce and he says, you know, I, I, want, I want to be with my kids. Well, who could blame him? You know, his kids are probably the only thing in his life that, that gives him stability and happiness all the time. He, he, you know, his his wife—that's over with. He wants to be with his kids. Who can blame him? I, I cannot blame him at all. I don't think anyone should blame him. And and if the, if the clothes come off and being a bit rough, that oh, Prince Fielder, he doesn't care. I don't, I don't see that at all. I see why you might think that, but I just, I just not think that that jives with, with, with the fact of the matter. I think he just spoke in a way that. Maybe if he had the do-over, he wouldn't have done. But there's no do-over when you're talking to the media. Crap comes out of your mouth and suddenly it's up there. You can't pull it back, and, and that's what happened.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, if he had just said a few words like, uh, I didn't play very well, I wish I could have done better, or uh, I sucked, I try to do better next time, or something to that effect, I think it would have smoothed things over at the fan base at least a little bit. But. Well, this-
1: yeah oh go, I'm sorry go ahead we so see you, you heard the way Leland handled it uh, yeah. in his press conference when he was you know resigning as the manager. I thought he handled that beautifully when he mm-hmm. he said uh, he acknowledged the fans basically and mm-hmm. and said you know I'm real sorry we couldn't get that done for you this yeah. year mm-hmm. I mean that goes so far yeah you know, such a long way I think in the fan base it's okay they they get it you know it was, totally. it, was it was a nice little apology you know <laughs>
0: sorry we couldn't get that done for you well that it makes for a good segue. And let's go into, uh, Jim Leland's retirement announcement, or as he put it, i stepping down. And he, uh, used some, uh, some interesting wording when he decided that he wasn't going to come back. He's saying things like the fuel was low and he wouldn't be coming back for the right reasons if, uh, if he decided to return for one more year. Uh, at 68 years of age, Jim, uh, Leland decided he was going to, well, uh, step down after eight years. Four playoff bursts, three division titles, two AL pennants. The only thing he didn't accomplish was winning a World Series, losing in 06 and 12. Uh, he's going to remain in the organization in a yet-to-be-defined role, uh, probably more as a uh, – much like a Red Wings had Scotty Bowman on the payroll for a while, pretty much as an advisor, show up at uh, during training camp, things like that. Uh, I guess the question is now, what's the legacy of Jim Leyland? Um, Kurt, uh, we've always – uh, I, I know I've said many times on this podcast, we're really in a golden era of Detroit Tigers baseball, much because of what Jim Leland's done. Uh, my fear now is that when now with Jim Leland gone, uh, that vocal minority who's wanted him fired for years may now learn what, be careful what you wish for, you might get it, actually means. Truly.
2: Uh, you know, the, the, to, the, to the first question, I, I think it's clear that he's going to be remembered. It's one of the, well, I don't want to say one of the best
3: mm-hmm. because
2: I, you know it, it, it's hard to judge, but I, I think he will be one of the most memorable Tigers managers in the franchise history. I mean, obviously, you know, for us, us younger folks, you know, in our in our twenties or thirties or forties, we don't have that big of a a command of of past managers, but you you know you're going to put him underneath Sparky Sparky got the World Series done, uh, Jim Leyland didn't, so you're going to put mm-hmm. him underneath Sparky. He might be underneath some some folks, you know, decades ago. But those are before my time, so they don't count. Yeah. And, and frankly, that's the way it is with most uh most fans. Those are beneath. Those mm-hmm. are before my time, so they don't count. So Leland is already, you know, he, you know he he he's Sparky's lieutenant
0: uh, yeah.
2: on, on the Tigers' list. Uh, you know, he got done what hasn't been done since the early 1900s: three straight playoff appearances. Yes, we give Dave Dombrowski a lot of credit. The manager's always going to look better with good players. Great general manager here has given him great players. Uh So, yeah, you know, it's not just Jim, but Jim was the manager when the Tigers made the ALCS three straight years. Jim was the manager who made two World Series appearances. Jim was the manager who was there for the first three Central Division titles in the team's history. So, yeah, he's going to be remembered fondly, and I. I suspect, like you said, it's a vocal minority who wants him fired. I think most people, you know, think he has flaws and issues and, and are going to talk about them at, at the bar or whatever, and that's, that's baseball. It's fair. I I, I think it's fine. Uh, but, you know, I, like you said, we're, we're, now we're looking at the off season and we're looking at hiring a manager, and you're going, uh, Tony La Russa, are you sh- Sure, no, you don't want to <laughs> retire because the rest of the candidates aren't that good. Lloyd McClendon, I mean, he didn't have good players, but it's hard to get excited over a guy with a losing record, you know. Mm-hmm. Brad Osmith never managed a major league team. Tony Lavallo never managed a major league team. Uh, what you know? What what what's next? You know, and Rick Renteria. Why am I supposed to be excited over that? You know. So yeah, we're. You lose, you lose Leland, and suddenly you're going. Well, any of these guys could be successful; they might step in and be fine because the players are good. But no, this is very. This is it's disconcerting to be looking into the future and going. These are our candidates. I'm not happy with any of them.
0: Yeah, it's uh, and uh, those Leland haters. I'm sure we'll find a way to twist this around and blame him for this because he should have retired last year. Then they could have gotten Terry Francona. At least I'm sure that's what they're thinking anyway. But. Uh, Book slide. What's your uh, uh Jim Leland? Uh I think we're all in agreement he's gonna have quite the leg of the year in Detroit. Uh
1: yeah.
0: but I have a yeah. feeling though we're I think we're really gonna miss this guy more than we realize.
1: There's uh, if if you have half a brain in your head, you mm-hmm. I mean you would have to. Uh I don't know I don't know, it's uh the way you know, Billy Bean spelled it out in Moneyball, you know, in in some ways in saying that it doesn't matter what you accomplish in the, in the regular season. If you don't go all the way, mm-hmm. if you don't get that World Series, it doesn't mean shit, you know, is essentially what he said. And uh, I, I am a, a little concerned that, that I don't want that to be Leland's legacy, you know, 20 years from now, you know, that people are going to look back and say, oh, yeah, Leland was the guy that, you know, he was okay, but he couldn't get it done. And it all comes down to that one issue of the World Series. And, you know, even Kurt alluded to it earlier, saying he'll be, he'll be second to Sparky. Well, why? Because Sparky got the World Series. Yeah, but Leland mm-hmm. got these guys into the postseason way more yeah. than, than Sparky ever did. You know, strung together those winning seasons more than Sparky did, but Sparky got the, the title, and that's what seems to be the you know the clincher. So I, I really hope that people will remember, you know, and truly appreciate the legacy that, that Leland has left, because, my goodness, you know, we've talked about the fact that The Tigers hadn't made it to three consecutive postseasons since the early 1900s. And, oh, by the way, they lost all three of those World Series bids, too. Mm -hmm. So Leland has gone, you know, he's done the full Huey Jennings. Now he's matched him point for point. And, hey, side note, guys,
3: Mm in the
1: the uh, 1907, 8, and 9 World Series, when they were in that, they had Ty Cobb, and they still didn't win it. So you want to talk about postseason slumps? Ty Cobb only hit around like 200 for a couple of those. season. So it, it happens. It happens all the time. No, well, he might
0: have been busy killing people or something for all we know. So. <laughs>
1: That's right. But he didn't give an interview in which he said, hey, man, it's over, bro. It's <laughs> <Yeah. move on." laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it's uh, as far as the vocal minority goes, yeah, I mean, come on, we know these, these guys are going to find something to complain about no matter what. So I, I think it's going to be funny that um, these are the same people who were probably complaining about Sparky Anderson when he was managing the team and you know now he's he's the golden boy so it'll be really funny to see if uh, you know once once uh, we've had a couple of years to kind of go back sure. and reflect people will kind of romanticize the Leland era a bit you know and yeah good but the next guy that comes along good luck good luck this, this vocal minority is always going to be there you know well, Prior,
0: uh, was, this. <laughs> well let me ask you this: is he a hall of famer
1: yes absolutely
0: Kurt is he a hall of famer yep I think we're all in agreement there as well. All right. Uh, that leads us to the manager search, which uh, really, also, it was pretty much all rumors and just confirmations of interviews so far, uh, because obviously Major League Baseball frowns upon any kind of news being broken during the World Series. Now that the series is over, well, uh, teams are starting to name their managers. Uh, so far, the Tigers are confirmed to have interviewed hitting coach, as Kurt mentioned earlier, Lloyd McClendon, Um, Dodgers third base coach Tim Wallett, Padres executive, former Tigers catcher Brad Ausmus, and current Padres bench coach, as Kurt mentioned again, Rick Renteria. Rumored also to be on Dave Dabrowski's short list uh, is Red Sox bench coach and another former Tiger, Torrey Lavello. Also expressing interest in the job have been the likes of former World Series winners Charlie Manuel and Ozzie uh, to name several. Uh I guess the thing is here, Kurt, as you mentioned earlier, there's no real obvious name here. And during the press conference for all this, Dave Dombrowski admitted that he would prefer someone with uh previous big league management experience, but he also seems to be looking kind of outside the box for guys who don't have that experience, but uh, you know, our baseball lifers in one way or another. So uh how do you think this is gonna be wrapped up shortly, or is this something that could drag out for quite a while yet?
2: I, I I feel like it's going to be wrapped up not necessarily you know today but yeah. you know I feel like it's going to be wrapped up before too long because they they really need to have a you know a, a voice in their thing you know discussing things with Dave Dombrowski with plenty of time before the the offseason gets too far and yeah. you know down the down the road you know they. they like we said, we're already talking about options and, and this and that. Free agents, you know, every everyone who is eligible to become a free agent it became one. Now they have to discuss, you know, who's going to come back next year. They're going to offer, you know, Johnny there fourteen million to come back next year. You're going to offer Infante, fourteen million. You're going to offer Joaquin Benoit. For, you know, there's decisions mm-hmm. that have to be made. And I think one thing that shows to the casual fan is how much the general manager acts without the manager. Because, right. you know, everyone goes, well, Jim Leland didn't bring this guy back. Jim Leland didn't bring that guy You know, Dave Dombrowski is making these decisions right now without even having a manager. So, you know, it's clear just how much the GM does. But the GM and the manager should be on the same page as much as possible about, you know, what what they can do to make a team that's going to win So I I think you you need to bring a guy in within you know within a week maybe so that you have enough time to get everything sorted out and the other thing is that you know you can you can debate whether it's the Cubs or the Tigers but I feel like the Tigers probably have to be the first chip to fall I think probably I think they're the team that. You know, if you manage them, you're, you're almost, you're almost handed your playoff tickets. So, you know, and you, and you're handed a team that's already favored to make it to the World Series for Las Vegas. So I think that this is a chip. This is the team you want to manage. And I, so I think the Tigers, Tigers will be able to, you know, make their choice out of, out of everybody. And then some other dominoes will start to fall. So again, you know, I, I think they weren't going to make a movie for the end of the World Series one, because you don't make big news during the World Series despite what the Reds and Nationals might think. And uh, mm-hmm. and two, because one of the guys who has been high on lists happened to be in the World Series with the Red Sox at the time. But now that now that that's over with, now you know, he, he gets a few days to decompress, have a parade and all that other stuff. You know, but now the Tigers have to talk to him and, and have to really sort things out. So I think it'll be coming in, you know, it should be this, by this time next week, it wouldn't surprise me, but, it's, you know, not today or anything.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there that uh every one of these guys is not gonna make any decision until the Tigers have decided on someone because this really is the prime job for any of these guys to take an offer. This is the gem of the job available in Major League Baseball. This is a team that's ready to win now in the next couple of years, and uh you know, if you're given a choice between the Tigers and Cubs, it's a no brainer you gonna go with the Tigers. So uh hook slide. Uh, where do you fall on this? Are you uh Do you think the Tigers would be better off with a more conservative decision going with a a manager of previous big league experience, say Lloyd McClendon, for example, or are you falling on the outside the box type pick going for a guy who may be much younger, doesn't have much managerial experience, but has a great baseball mind?
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Jekyll and I'm Mr. Hyde. (laughs) Because I feel just kind of split on this Mm. that, um, on the one hand, I would really love to see, um, what do I, what do I want to say? A hands-off guy.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and somebody from within the organization, you know, a Lloyd McClendon and Tom Brookins. Um, someone who's basically going to just kind of come up and leave things alone, let this team do what they're built to do and win that championship. I would be a little more concerned about having someone from the outside come in who decides, Hey, I know how to fix this. Hey, right. yeah, but it ain't broke. So don't touch it. You know, um, uh, on the other hand, <laughs> Does the team need a little bit of, uh, you know, reorienting some some new strategy? Uh, you know, would it, would it help to have a younger manager who maybe is a little more in touch with some of the new advanced, you know, statistics? Oh, boy, that just seems like, you know, on the one hand, in the long term, you would love to have a manager like that who's not going to, you know, mm-hmm. who's not going to bunt. <laughs> you Yeah, know? um, to
0: find the next great uh, Joe Madden, so to speak.
1: Yes, yes. But boy, what a risk that could be, bringing in new blood with uh, with the veteran team that's already, you know, you've got the core. The core is there, you know, so ooh, I, I don't envy whoever this person might be um, coming in to have to, you know, deal with all of that. And now that we're, you know, talking about it, um, I don't think Brookins has even interviewed, has he?
0: No, he hasn't. I, don't think, I think it's pretty much Lloyd or Bust when it comes to the uh, current staff.
1: Wow, well, I would have put money on Brookings. I really would have. But see, this is why you don't think you're betting tips from me or, or any of your tips from me. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, but then again, that could, if they're also, if they're interviewing multiple guys on the staff, that, that could also cause a rift on the team. You got to think of it that way as well. Very true. Uh, when it comes to this, uh, uh, my friend Greg Eno, who I do another podcast with, brought up a great, uh, analogy with this when it comes to possibly going with Lloyd McClendon. He said, look at the Detroit Red Wings when Scotty Bowman left and they, they slid over assistant coach Dave Lewis and the Wings flamed out horribly in the playoffs both years. That, you know, he was a very hands off players kind of, kind of, uh, coach and it m- failed miserably for the Red Wings and they didn't get their game back up, so to speak, until they went outside the organization and, and found, uh, God, now I'm drawing a blank on a Red Wings head coach right now. I can even see his face right now. But you, I know you guys know what I'm talking about. And that really seems to me that might be the better case scenario for the uh, Tigers, Kurt, is that uh, rather than going with the tried and true, you know, maybe this team does need at least a little bit of shaking up and a fresh perspective from outside the organization might be for the best.
2: Maybe they can trade Max Scherzer for Terry Frank
0: <laughs> no, Joe Madden, that came up all the time during the week I was offline. Sports talk radio people wanted them to trade Scherzer for Joe Madden.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, Scherzer, Scherzer you should get both Francona and Madden for mm. that, I think. Get both.
2: <laughs> but, uh, no, I, you know, I, hey, I, I am in, you know, I forget, was it Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde? I agree. With one of the two, <laughs> anyway. I think I think out of outside of the organization, I think it's the better way to go. I just do not have faith, you know, in, in any of the the coaches. I just don't feel good about you know promoting any. Hey, the pirates are just not exciting, and why do we want them? You know, we we why do we want a pirate recrud like you know McClendon or whatever? I. I don't. I don't feel good about a, a guy coming from inside the organization. I. I, I truly don't. So and now I'm not excited about the candidates either. So this yeah. is like this is like a nightmare. But, it, I, I. I would not feel good with Lloyd McClendon managing the team.
0: Yeah. And by the way, the name I was trying to think of was Mike Babcock. I can't believe I drew a blank on Mike Babcock. He won a goddamn uh, uh, Stanley Cup for Christ's sake. But you know, I'm getting one. <laughs> yeah. Really? Just one. Goddammit. Uh, yeah, I, I, but, uh, most, yeah, I, I'm in agreement. Yeah, this is probably going to end after this weekend. I would not be surprised if the Tigers make a decision by Monday or Tuesday. They're pretty much probably, uh, waiting on Tori Lovello to uh, speak with him. I don't see them going older with a Charlie Manuel or crazier with an Ozzy Yen. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm really, I'm with you guys. I'm really torn. None of these guys are, uh, blow your socks off. This is a sure thing. Tigers all the way next year if this guy. Uh, it's, it's really a, a, a coin flip or a gut feeling. It, I, I, Dave Nabrowski really has his work cut out for him here. Uh, d- no, to Jim Leland's credit, I don't blame him for coming back, but man, the Tigers are in a bit of a spot here now when there's no really standout candidates. But then again, uh, Hookside, side, you know, no one thought that much, big, much of John Farrell, for example. Now he's a world title holder.
1: He most certainly is, but that's, you know, that's David Ortiz that got that done. <laughs> well, Ooh, yeah. there you
0: go, yeah.
1: My my personal pick, I say get Magnum P.I. for manager. Get Tom Selleck. He could get the job done. I mean, that guy just, you he's can seen rock that cap. mustache. that's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Go get him. Kurt, do you have a favorite in this
2: race? Not at all. I mean, you know, Robert Jackie and I chatted about pizza on g and We both come to the agreement, you know, it's Tony La Russa or bus. <laughs> and Tony says he isn't gonna come out of retirement, so
0: he'd I, be I, nuts to come out of retirement. I feel
2: I feel like we're gonna end up with Buff.
0: So if out of the candidates so far, who do you think this I, I think we I think we're all in agreement that McClendon isn't gonna get the job. So Wallach, Osmus, Renteria, Lovello or maybe there is there a dark horse candidate? I, you know, I don't know what
2: to, do, I, what to
0: where to go at this point.
2: Wallach. Wallach is dead. I'm not in you know, the Saying that, it's easy because I don't yeah. know crap about any of the managers and nobody does. Yeah. <laughs> so It's utterly ridiculous that any of us feel like we are qualified to make a decision here. But if I were forced to make a decision with the lack of information that I have, I, I'd say Wallace seems like the best bet to me.
0: Yeah, no, it's interesting. I did an interview earlier this week on another podcast. And I probably asked who I ended up going with as well because he just seems to be the the great mix of former player, uh, you know, you know, coming from a successful organization, you know, the usual, but it's a coin flip at this point. Uh, if you were a betting man, Hookslide, which of these guys gets the job? I wouldn't bet. Honestly, uh-huh.
1: I would stay away from this one
0: Yeah,
1: for all the reasons. Kirk, this is, the yeah, script.
0: this is a sucker bet. You're right. There's,
1: there's no way. I, I don't know. Nobody does. Nobody knows enough about these guys to say one way or the other and who's – or even to know what Dombrowski and company are even looking for to say, yes, Wallach has it more than the others, or, or, or you know, Renteria has it more than the others. I mean, vote for for Ausmus just because his last name lends itself to so many, you know, dirty puns, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, I have no idea, which it's going to be a surprise, I think. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a surprise.
0: I have one dark horse candidate. I, I, when I woke up this morning and I turned the radio on, it just happened to be on Sports Talk Radio, WXYT, and a caller said his candidate was Don Zimmer. <laughs> until he was informed that, by the way, Don Zimmer's like 95 years old, so. Oh, he's still alive? Yeah, actually, he's 82, I think. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But uh, that's the kind, well, we'll get into all that. But, yeah, I, I think at this point, uh, we're all going to be surprised, but then not be surprised because we really don't know what the hell Daddy Gabrowski's thinking at this point. All right, uh Free agency is almost upon us, guys. Uh, the MLBPA issued their list of 147 eligible free agents. Seven are Tigers. Benoit, Bonderman, Dotel, Infante, Peralta, Pena, and Santiago. Uh, Bonderman, nice story. It uh, doesn't look like he's coming back. He wasn't on the postseason roster. Uh, Dotel is 40 years old and has a bad elbow. Um, he, for all accounts, his career is probably done. If anything, he might get a minor league invite from somebody. Uh, Johnny Peralta, that's you know played well but i think his he's moving on as well uh brian Pena has already announced that tigers told him that he is not coming back and ramon santiago as the longest tenured tiger is probably done as the longest tenured tiger as there's much cheaper and younger options as utility infielder in in the on the 40-man roster uh kurt so uh Benoit and Infante seem to be the only two current free agents. Obviously, now that Varus can join this list, because he's a free agent, uh, he really seems to, those two really be the only, uh, targets for the Tigers. I guess the question is, can they afford them? Well, are well, they willing <laughs> to afford them? I yeah, guess that's a better way to it. put it. They
2: could afford them. You know, yeah. the, Michael is just rolling in it. And so, yeah, they could afford them. Uh, would, would it be the best? I did, you know, you you have to look at beyond is this a money issue and go is this the best fit for the team? Mm-hmm. And well, you know, the I don't the closer market isn't really exciting, so I I almost feel like you have to you have to keep Eniola, and frankly the second base market isn't exciting, so I feel like you have to try and keep Infante too. So I you know I feel yeah. like you're almost backed into it here that you you by lack of better options on the free agent market that they, they have to. At least try to keep it out. Now,
0: replace those two would take stupid money because you're talking either Robinson Cano at second base or like a Joe Nathan at closer.
2: Yeah, so, you know, you can always try and make a trade, you know, we, and, uh, I've been get so sick of hearing about trading Max Scherzer by, by, you know, by winter meetings that I don't even want to talk about, but, Mm -hmm. you know, but there are other options if they don't, if they, if they, if they don't, uh, try to pay them to stay, so, There's options out
0: there, but I I feel like paying them to stay is the best bet. A hook slide. Uh, Do you think – it it really does look like those are the only two targets the Tigers are going to have, at least internally when it comes to free agents. Uh, I guess the question is, uh, are they going to be worth the money they're going to get? Because you know both are going to get raises, and Infante is going to get a huge raise.
1: Are they worth it is the question. Yeah. And I would say, yeah. Yeah, I think they are. I think they are. It's. I was just looking at this list again, and going, kind of, wow, that's really crazy. Out of seven, we're only looking at two—only mm-hmm. two that that are even going to be, you know, potential candidates. But yeah, I think Infante is worth. I mean, assuming he doesn't, you know, pull a Robinson Cano and go for, you know, I want thirty million. You yeah, well,
0: that's the question, though. Being he's uh uh he's the best second place uh, second base option, not named Cano. He might get a stupid offer from somebody. It's possible.
1: I guess I, you know, I can't really speak to that. I uh, I haven't heard anything, you know, from the grapevine of anybody else that's interested in him, but, uh, then again, I didn't know the Diamondbacks would want Matt to be at the So, geez, who knows? But I, I think the Tigers would be, um, well advised, you know, to, to make him an offer. Um, you know, you, yeah, we don't want to be dealing with the with the, the you know, hole at second base again. We've got problems in, in left field now. Let's, let's mm-hmm. fix that and, you know, that'd be the cartoon guy in the boat, you know, plug that hole and there goes another one, you know. <laughs> let's keep him if we can.
0: So uh, let me ask you this. You want uh, Benoit back as a closer or would you prefer to Tiger's look in a different direction and bring Benoit back as uh, in his old role setup? Hmm.
1: I, I liked him as closer, honestly. Mm-hmm. I did. I'm not sure exactly what was going on there towards the end in the postseason. It could just be postseason stuff. Again, you know, you're, yeah. you're facing the best of the best of the best for crying yeah. out loud. Exactly. So, but you look at what he did, you know, in the regular season and the oh. you know, absurdly low ERA and the saves, you know, that he racked up uh, versus the opportunities that he had. He did a great job, and and I think he can just as easily come back next year and do the same thing. Why go out, you know? And again, why why mess with a thing that that's working? If it's not broke, don't, don't fix it. Yeah,
0: uh, Kurt, uh, Benoit, do you think he's back as closer next year? Uh, if, if, well, I won't say, yeah, at, at least a, at a raise in pay, maybe for two years? Right
2: now, it seems like...
0: They don't know, have much choice. <laughs> yeah,
2: certainly. I mean, it seems like the best option right now. But, you know, Dave Dombrowski does some magical things, so it wouldn't surprise me if, if it didn't happen.
0: Yeah, and when it comes to Infante, uh, if you've been reading the site, you will know that he... For the Tigers to get any sort of compensation at all, if they do happen to lose him in free agency, they need to make a one year, $14.1 million qualifying offer. Uh, Kurt, do you think they do that? You know,
2: probably. Gosh. Yeah. Any any other second baseman that they want is going to cost that much anyway. Why not offer it?
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that one, it, I agree with you there. It, and at the very least, that guarantees them, uh, receiving a, a draft pick and compensation, so. You know, I
1: want to point Mm -hmm. something out, though. Yeah, go for it. It it just dawned on me as we were talking through this, Mm -hmm. and and thinking through the Benoit option, you know, would we keep him as a closer? Is that something the Tigers would want to do? It it dawned on me just how important this this whole manager question really is.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Because without the manager, an established manager for the team right now, you know, to kind of bounce these ideas or, you know, work with Dave Dombrowski on this, I I have to say, I I would have said yes to Benoit only because in the back of my mind, I'd I'd forgotten there wasn't going to be a Jim Leland. Yeah. Because if, if he's working with Jim Leland on this, then I expect Jim to say, oh, yeah, we keep Ben waters blah, 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 blah. You know, mm-hmm. there's no reason to move from it. But, wow, That's just, sorry, just came to mind. So I thought i out, you know, without,
3: without nope, a manager. That
0: is the, a good point, though, because any uh, obviously any of these free agencies are at least going to have at least some input from the new manager. At least you would hope so, wouldn't you, Kurt? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, you know, that that's a good
2: point that, that I made earlier in the podcast. <laughs> but, <laughs> If 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 Hope Slide had been listening, he would have heard. No, uh, but no, yeah.
0: What? I, <laughs> no, yeah. What? Maybe. I I
2: don't know what I'm saying. Uh, well, but but I, essentially,
0: you're saying that yes, it will. Correct.
2: I'm glad you need to be my editor because <laughs> it will make a lot more
0: sense. Uh,
2: yes, yes. You know, it would be nice for the manager to to have a voice in the matter. I'll yeah,
0: go put it that way. Alright, uh, I, I see my workflow is all out of whack right now, still out of as so I'm still trying to figure out the best setup for my, my new office, I guess I can put it. And I'm, I think we're about an hour or so. And so that means I want to at least start kind of wrapping things up. And obviously a lot of this we're going to continue to talk about because, uh, I have a feeling we're going to be doing podcasts for the next few weeks with all this, uh, things that are going out. because obviously the Tiger's are going to name a a new manager next week. There's going to be some free agent decisions probably made by the time next week. So we'll have more stuff to talk about. And we'll get into that then. So uh, this is kind of more of an overview. So let's overview some controversies before we wrap up the show. So we got to talk about the final play of game three of the World Series, guys. And I, Hooks, I, I can always leave you out of this because I know you didn't watch it. I saw that play. You did see the play. All right. I so. saw the, re- the replay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the replay. There's what you really needed to see. Is that Red Sox third baseman Will Middlebrooks was ruled to have obstructed the Cardinals Alan Craig, allowing the game-winning run to score the first time a World, I think a postseason game had ever ended, uh, on a call like that. Uh, general consensus is, uh, that was the correct call by the umpires. It was obstruction. It doesn't matter if you're out of the baseline or whatever. It was, it's a, it was an easy call. But that led to the hue and cry, especially from the Boston fans and, and Boston players for that matter, and even though they admitted they didn't know the rule, that umpires should not decide the game. That seemed to be the overriding uh, uh, consensus from that from that part of the, of, uh, the Red Sox fan base is that, well,
3: yeah,
0: it shouldn't end that way. They let the players decide it, which really seems kind of disingenuous because a uh, hookside, when you start saying things like that, then it kind of says, well, it's okay to make that call in the first inning, but you sure as hell better not make that call in X-range.
1: Yeah, I think the whole construct of the question is it's, it's horseshit. I mean, the, the umpire is not deciding the game. The rule book is deciding the game.
3: Mm-hmm. And I
1: get that, fine, you don't want something as dramatic as the World Series game to end on a walk-off, what, call? Obstruction yeah. call? What's this? I Yeah, I get that. I feel that pain. But... Let's let, let's pretend for a minute that the bases were loaded, or it doesn't matter if they're loaded or not. But imagine the pitcher balked or something. Yeah, you know, and that's a horrible way to end a game to have a walk off balk. You know, like that's this is that's horrible. But that's the rules. This is the way the game is constructed. And you know, was Middlebrook in the way? Yes. And mm-hmm. the rules state now that you know the World of runner gets his his base. So it's not. Why are we you know taking the out on the umpires? I mean, yeah. say it, say it's a stupid rule. Change the rule. You know, but even that's kind of. You know, this shall be the rule up until the top of the ninth inning, you know. And then the rule book changes. No, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: and if they, if they want to throw blame around, they should be blaming uh, Jared Saltamaki after that god-awful throw. So, yes. Yeah, but, uh, Kurt, uh, I, I kind of hate this uh, Umpires should not decide the game. Because essentially, you know, as much as we hate the umpires, they made the correct call. And I, I'm i not the – I. I think it's bullshit like when you see in the NBA where you see late in games where the officials, as they say, swallow the whistle. You know, they'll let the players decide. it. Because, again, as we said earlier, if, it's a, if the rule is broken in the first inning, that should not change it no matter what part of the game you're in, even though that means extra innings in the World Series.
2: Right. You know, what we're looking at is the football or the basketballization of baseball. Yeah. And, and I don't like that one bit, and I say that you know, repeatedly everywhere. In football, you go, know, oh, the ref should have kept the flag in his pocket because, it, you know, mm-hmm. two players are going for the ball when it's happened. I can see that. In basketball, is it a charge? Is it a block? You know, a one-point game going to might decide it. be decided, what let the players decide, you know? The, 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 the guy makes a great shot in basketball and the game winning thing and, the, and was, you know, it's hard enough, it's hard enough just uh, on video to decide whether or not something is a charge or a block. Yeah, That's like one of the hardest calls in sports in my opinion. So I can, I can see the arguments going, let them play because it's hard to decipher in the best of circumstances whether it's a charger or a block. So let them play. Makes good sense. Baseball, we're not going to change from four balls to three. Or you know, for three strikes to four, or whatever you know, a catch is a catch. Uh, the ball hitting the ground before the catch is a crap every single time. The rule is the rule, and the rule book is followed. So mm-hmm. there was there was absolutely no way around it. The the umpires called exactly what the rule book said to call. they forget you know swallowing the whistle, and this it doesn't work in baseball. It's a different sport.
0: Yeah, I'm glad we're all in agreement there. It it wouldn't. Just- <laughs> you gonna add something
1: or quick? Yeah, wouldn't that have been the third out of the inning if, if they hadn't called obstruction? I I can't recall.
0: Actually, I think it would have been. But I, I think you have gotten
1: the second and the third. I I want to say it would have been. So it, to Kurt's point, yeah, um, but it was, It
0: would have been a double
1: play. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So really, the, the 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 false question to begin with, you can't. An umpire had to decide that play one way or the other, and it would have made a, a big you know difference to the game. Mm-hmm. one way or the other. So there, there's no getting around it. You had to make a decision. Yeah. All
0: right. Uh, one more uh, topic before we wrap up the show. And we'll, we got to talk about rioting because, once again, uh, Boston, you know, another city decides to tear apart their city, overturn cars, and go a little overboard to celebrating. Uh, Boston is the latest city to go on a post-World Championship rampage. Uh Hook slide, is it possible the 1984 debacle is finally behind Detroit? Uh, because a lot of these really make what happened in Detroit back then look minuscule in comparison.
1: Well, it was behind us until you brought it up. <laughs> I mean, can
0: we just let that go? It was so long ago. Well, yeah, well, you know, it's hard to forget that picture of uh, what's his name, Bubba Helms yes. or whatever his name was, holding that uh, in front of the Bernie car of the pennant. That's
1: so. right, was he holding the flag or the other pennant? Yeah. the pennant, yeah, <laughs> yeah. brief. Yeah, and I didn't honestly, I didn't pick up too much in the news about the, the whole thing that was going on in Boston. But I guess there was kind of a bit of a yeah. I but, mean, you're right. Setting the fires and make stuff.
0: Much of Boston doing it. if it happened in Detroit, oh my God, there'd be ten uh, inch headlines on the front pages. That's
1: because Boston is strong, man.
0: <laughs> oh God, don't get me going on that. <laughs>
1: I want to. I want to write a parody of the uh, was the uh, is it Jefferson Starship? that had that. You know, we'll start singing it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, oh
3: God, not the same! We burnt
0: this city,
3: <laughs> we burnt this city. We're Boston strong. That, that
0: yeah. is Starship, by the way. It, it was Starship go. at that point, not Jefferson Starship. That's, that's right. Yeah, you know, I know. Wait, I know. We now you me, know but... how old I am. I know we...
2: Back then, when 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 Al first listened to it, they were Washington Starship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, they were the Jefferson Airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Oh geez, Kurt. Uh, before we uh, any take on the rioting, or is it just uh, it happens? And uh, at the very least, Detroit is, seems to be finally, for the most part, being shoved in the background whenever this happens. At this point,
2: well, you know, and I'm I'm just going to say what everyone is thinking is that people like to kick Detroit. Yeah. I mean, I I say that Detroit has a chip on its shoulder and it shows a little more than it should. And I really I really wish you know Detroiters or Michiganders as a whole would would stop bearing that ship every chance they got. But look, it's it's the God's honest truth here. People like to kick Detroit. They think it's funny. You can Mm -hmm. kick Detroit. It's okay. You know, what are they going to do? It's really, there's two or three areas in in the country where it's okay to make fun of them and everyone laughs. And Detroit is one of them. It's not fair. It pisses me off again and again. If if what happened in Boston happened in Detroit, it's a riot. If what happened in Boston happened in riot. I mean, it, because it happened in Boston, we're like, "Oh, look, he's wearing a cardigan sweater. Isn't that mm-hmm. cute?" Ha ha ha! it's it, it, it's stupid. It, it wasn't the Boston riot, and it mm-hmm. wouldn't have been the Detroit riot, no matter how they would have presented it. Uh, you know, it's a little celebrating and whatever. I'm cool with that. It, it's unfortunate when you flip a car, but you know, it's going to happen. I don't think it's the end of the world. I don't. I don't think people should make a big deal out of it.
0: Yeah, it's uh. Uh, like I said that I'm, I'm, at this point I'm just glad the season's over, pure and simple. We can stop talking about Boston and Boston Strong, and you know, sorry what happened there, but yeah, I'm kind of a hook slide in that uh, uh, the Boston Strong has moved from a nice rallying cry after the bombing to almost a uh, you know a tourism logo at this point to Boston. But uh, let's not go there before we start saying things we really regret. So. Let's wrap up this podcast anyway so we can all shake off more rust and have an even better podcast next week. So that means it's time for final thoughts. Anything you'd like to say or add? hasn't been covered. Now is your chance. Hook slide. Anything on your mind?
1: Um, looking at uh, the AL Central for next year, I think there's going to be some interesting developments. Uh, watch out for the White Sox. I, I'm, I'm just going to make that bold prediction right now. Watch out yeah. for the White Sox. Really? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I, I think they're – uh Hawk Harrelson will not let this season be repeated. Yes, the year.
0: will to win. He's he going to make will... sure they have the will to win.
1: That's right. If he has to go down to that dugout and <laughs> give them a lesson on the will to win, he will do it. So,
0: By the way, can Hawk Harrelson ever win anything?
1: In terms of, like, broadcasting awards? <laughs> or, or anything.
0: I don't think he ever <laughs> won anything as a player or as a broadcaster. And God forbid he ever gets the Fraud Trick Award.
1: You know what? There's there's an article in that, so I, I need to go find this out.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Glad to be of service, <laughs> Kurt. Anything you'd like to add before we wrap up the show?
2: You know, uh, more more long, you know, taking on the earlier topics or topics and just kind of, you know, kind of encapsulating the entire discussion of the day. I, you know, I I I think we're, we we look. 2013 is going to be a year we look at it in, in, with a little bit of confusion. And I wrote about this. And I, I think, uh, you know, I think it's a year where we have to simultaneously celebrate how lucky we are as fans. We're lucky we, we, we get to watch some of the best players in the history of the franchise play. We get to watch the team make the playoffs. There was never a doubt that we're going to make the playoffs from, from March through, you know, the end of September. This, there was never truly a doubt, and anyone who paints this as being a doubt is, is, you know, revisionist. This was a playoff team the entire time. We don't have that often as Tigers fans. We are truly lucky for the era that we're in. Mm. On the other hand, I can't celebrate 2013 that wasn't a World Series. I, I'm, I just gotta be honest. The, yeah, it's a team that should have won the World Series. Jim Leland himself said it. It's a team that should have won the World Series. This team is better than Boston. They weren't on the field. There's no, you know, I'm not going to tell you the the better team in the series,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, lost because they didn't. Boston outplayed the Tigers. That's fair that they won. It's fair that they're World Series champions. That the Tigers allowed themselves to get outplayed. That is why I can never truly celebrate 2013. The the, the better team. Didn't play as if it was the better team. And yeah, there were, there were a few problems. The bullpen was a problem from the start of the season to the end. You know, we could crank this problem with that. Boston had problems too. And people can go, well, the Tigers, you know, they were always in the up or down offense. So was Boston. Boston was shut out, I think, when, you know, as many times and maybe one time less than the Tigers. It's baseball. Shutouts happened. They, they were up and down. The fact is the Tigers had a World Series team. And they let it clip away. Jim Leland, you know, disappointed and he apologized. And I, I think that's right. So
3: 2013,
2: I mean, I I love it. The players were fun. Brian Kaney was fun. Mm-hmm. The fun. This was a team. Last year I wrote, you know, or two years ago, it's hard when your blog is so long. I wrote this, it's not a very fun team. And it wasn't a very fun team at that point. And, uh, you know, it, it was almost hard to watch. This team, you wanted to tune in every night to see what kind of gookiness was going on, whether yeah. it's Prince and Tori straightening the tires or Tori flirting with the camera or Miguel trying to feed Brian a, a cookie or, you know, you can go <laughs> on and on. There are so many good memories about this season. This was probably, you know, the most fun baseball season of my lifetime, you know, 84 being before when mm-hmm. I watched the Tigers. And, so it was—it truly—it was—it's was such an awesome season, but they—they they didn't win the World Series. Let's let's face it, if they win in 2014, 2014 is this season, not 2013. So you needed that World Series, fair or not, I don't care. It's just the way it is. They fell short, so I'm not going to be able to remember this year in, in the same way
0: I would like to be able to. Yeah, yeah it's unfortunate, yet true. All right, uh, all I'm going to add is, well, like I said, mirroring my uh, week-plus hiatus from the Internet, it, that was, uh, it was my unfortunate uh, situation to be forced to uh, get into the vast majority in my news from sports talk radio and obviously watching Bernie smile of it and they're like on, on television, God forbid. And it was just interesting listening to callers once Jim Leland uh, announced his retirement. And it was really funny that it seemed like every single one of them would call up Sports Talk Radio and say, I don't know his contract status, but, and then they would go off and name, uh, Kirk Gibson, Joe Madden, uh, uh, and, uh, uh, uh and Terry Francona who would seem to be the three favorites. <laughs> and I just found it hysterical that, you know, that people think it was just so easy for the Tigers to, well, hey, we want this guy. I don't care if he's under contract for the next five years. They can get him. You know, it's, it just really made me appreciate, uh, the very educated and smart fan base we have developed at Bless You Boys because it was a, it was listening to sports talk radio during the, the stretch where the Tigers getting knocked out of the playoffs and Jim Leland retiring and not having any access to the internet at all because I don't even have a smartphone, uh, that, uh, my God, it was all, oh, uh, uh, Awful, you know. God, it was awful. It was, uh I, you know. There's only so much I could take, and thank God I finally got my internet back. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was. I, 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 I'm at a loss for words. It's just some of the stuff I have heard spewed during that week, and the hate for Prince Fielder was absolutely over the top. You know, Uh there seems to be a fairly large vocal majority of this fan base that want that guy gone no matter what. Uh, you know, it's it just scared me <laughs> put it that, way, that uh, now I'm not, I don't want to say they're not these, uh, the the people you hear in sports talk radio calling in are, are not good fans. They're fans. I mean, they're, they're passionate fans, but damn, they need to be, uh, they need to learn to use the internet occasionally, you know, and find out that Don Zimmer is not, you know, is, should, is in a rocking chair, not, you know, <laughs> you know, not capable of managing a team. So, uh, I guess that's my upshot. Is that God forbid I ever go off out the internet for a, while, a week again because it'll kill me. Let's say it at the very least. All right, I'm done rambling. We need
1: to start taking phone calls. <laughs> Got that's you. the other
0: point. Well, you know, we can, now we're on, now we're doing can do this on Blog Talk Radio. We can do that, you know. We, we, we can should do a this live. live and take calls. We
2: phone. should do a live show. You nope,
0: know, we could maybe plan that
3: uh, people when
2: people want happen. one. But I think it would be fun to have a live show once well,
0: in a while. I'll I'll add a poll to the show notes. That. I'll go. say, do you want us to do, because uh, if we can do a live show, obviously we'll have to time it uh, to, you know, uh, to where, uh, uh, well, well so we can figure it out. But, yeah, there is a phone number available on Blog Talk Radio that we can log in. I can set it up, so I've used it before uh, doing my other podcast, and it's not hard to do. So I guess we'll put that in uh, the, the to-do list in that we'll do a live show.
2: I promise to figure out the media button. Oh,
0: uh, God. Well, then again, it wouldn't be the same podcast.
2: <laughs> you
0: All know right. maybe
2: the people don't want Kurt uncensored maybe
0: that would <laughs> them. I think we have the name of the podcast Kurt oh. uncensored. <laughs> All right let's wrap things up and we'll go with where can we find you online Hook slide.
1: Oh you can find me in a big cardboard box under a bridge
0: downtown. Well, was there myself for a while but I don't... a bottle of wild turkey until the spring. Oh, but yeah.
2: Okay, are down by the river.
1: That's right. Hey, That's copyrighted. Lawyers are working now to sue you for that. I don't
2: need to to
3: us. You can find
1: me because you do listen to us. Find me at HookslideBYB on Twitter and Facebook dot com slash
0: hookslide All right, Kurt. How about yourself?
2: Um, well, I, I will. Be, I, I what was the question? No kidding, kidding. See, uh, yeah, I need a new button. Go be... Bless you, boys. You can find me at Bless you, boys, tweeting about things like Tigers pickup lines. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't know if they listen. They probably don't because nobody listens to us. But thanks to 97.1 for uh, you know, Jamie Samuel, Shane, and Will Joe for, you know, giving us a lot, of, uh, a lot of love on their show last week uh, with, our, with our Tigers pickup lines. We had a lot of Twitter followers, so, you know, thanks to them. So, bless you, boys. Or you know, you might see a picture of uh, a wave and Donner and snow <laughs> if you follow BYB first. So that, yep. that you wanna hear Marquette weather reports, follow that one. You want actual useful content, don't follow me at all.
0: <laughs> yes, and, uh, and a lot of what I said about Sports Talk Radio as a very as I guess say Wojo and Jamie have one of the more listable shows on Sports Talk, at the very least. And I do have to admit that uh, I am internet friends with Jamie, and he's been on my other podcast numerous times. But uh, they are definitely worth listening to, and we do thank them for sending a lot of uh, uh, Twitter traffic our way. Because I know Kurt was thrilled when this went down. So, I'm and I traffic. missed it all; I didn't even get to hear it. So, but uh, like I said I have enough drama in my life that I, you know, I, I guess I had to miss out a little. Wait,
2: wait until we do Tiger's Christmas movie.
0: Yeah, that'll be fun.
2: Start thinking, of, It might, you know, around Thanksgiving, I think that's a good
0: time to it out. So. Well, actually, I'm expecting some of the radio stations in Detroit to start playing Christmas music like this week. So. <laughs> Starting today. Yeah, exactly. It's November. That means it's Christmas time.
2: I'm dreaming right. of a white Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, I'm expecting to watch Charlie Brown Christmas in the next... 24 hours or so. No, we do do have a radio
1: station here in in West Michigan that that starts playing it today. Really? It's 24-7 Christmas music, and uh, my daughter spotted some eggnog in the store yesterday, so here we are. (laughs) Oh, God.
0: (laughs) All right, let's wrap this up, this podcast, for it does become Christmas. So, uh, as usual, you can find me online as well at at BigLBYB on Twitter. And, of course, you can find us all at com. With that, let's wrap up the show. So until well this time next week, because I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about next week when it comes to managerial changes and free agency and all kinds of fun stuff, this is Al Beaton saying good afternoon and good luck, along with Slide.
1: Hang in there, people. It'll be okay.
0: And Kurt mentioned. Yes. No. (laughs) Maybe we'll be back next week on the Bless You Boys podcast.
1: That's good advice. Thanks, big fella.